Did you truly feel ready for children when your first child was born? What about some of those first repairs you had to make around the house? A new phase of life always brings new challenges. We adjust, we adapt, we learn how to take care of the house, we learn how to take care of the kids. But how can you adjust if you're forced into retirement earlier than expected? That's a scenario we'll explore today on the show. Thanks for joining us. This is Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. Jen Rizak here alongside Zach. He's an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. And Zach, I don't know, kids, homes they don't come with instruction manuals but we figure out a way to figure it out don't we <laughs> well i'm working on figuring that out as you know jen we just added two more and so for those that have maybe been listening to us in past weeks you know we were already with two and now we were blessed with twins so yeah i, I don't have any instruction manual and to be quite honest with you there's certain days that i don't know how it all gets done but my wife's a champ and uh, I'm just trying to hang on. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. yeah, no doubt, you know, we got to do what we got to do. That's right. And, and that's that's just kind of how we have to approach a lot of things in life. But my gosh, this idea of being forced into retirement when you're not ready, that's a scary scenario. How often do you see clients who are worried about being forced to retire earlier than they'd planned? What What is that meeting like? What well, is a tough meeting? And I think that goes without saying. We are super blessed to work with retirees and pre-retirees in really four markets. We've got a market that's what I consider to be our South market. So you might be listening to this in Bloomington or maybe the Champaign area. And then you might be listening in the Bourbon A markets or our Orland Park uh, office space as well. And so I kind of you know think about this in terms of kind of a North and South. And I think about some of the big companies that are out there. And you have companies like, let's say, State Farm, for example, in Bloomington. You know, they obviously are one of the massive employers there in town. And over the last couple of years, you know, there's been a lot of layoffs. There's been a lot of middle management that has, you know, either been forced to move on or maybe forced to move to a different location where they have some other headquarters. And obviously, those, you know, questions and those concerns, and really when we have those discussions with folks that say, you know, Zach, you know, we, we've heard about you and your team. We really want to sit down and talk about retirement planning because wouldn't you know it, you know, I was just informed that my position will no longer be. Obviously, that's a very emotional talk that we have to have. But then we have to really start to get to the, the nuts and bolts of, okay, now what do we do? And it's not just obviously State Farm. I'm not picking on them. They're a great company. But if you start to look around all the markets, you know, Hobbyco in Champaign just went out of business a few years back. They went bankrupt. As we start to look here, you know, in Bourbon A, we're in a scenario where, you know, some of those companies are maybe slowing with growth just a little bit. So there's a lot of concern to say, hey, this company that I've given so much to, will they force you into an early retirement? And though it doesn't happen with the majority of folks, and thankfully for that, it does happen from time to time. And it's something that we have to do our best to adapt and, you know, and really do what we can to, to make the most of the current situation. Zach, what are some things you've seen that could force us to retire early? Well, I think that first off is the company itself. I mean, I think that goes without saying if they make a decision that, you know what, we just can't support the workforce, you know, that's one of those tough conversations that we have to have, especially for someone that might have been working for, you know, that particular company for quite some time. So, you know, those employment problems where the, you know, the job itself forces you to retire are a few things that I just mentioned in a few different examples that I've seen over the last couple of years. 
But you do have other things like health issues, for example. You know, as we work with retirees and, and those maybe getting close to retirement, it goes without saying that maybe those health concerns are starting to creep up on us. You know, the older that we get, it seems like the more aches and pains I have. Jen, I don't know how that is in, in uh, your yeah. world. <laughs> we were just talking about kids and aches and pains. Boy, I, I, maybe mom has some aches and pains too, but <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things to say that health problems, they can happen. They do exist. And now it's a question of, you know, how does that play out? And even as you start to think about family, you know, think about long-term care. That's my, you know, kind of grandfather's story when it comes to retirement. Boy, I tell you what, he had to change a lot of things when my, my step-grandmother, when, when grandma Marilyn got to a point that she really needed kind of around the clock type of care, you know, he was in a scenario where he had to slow down. It was one of the decisions that, that really forced him to make some of the judgment calls that he did when it came to the farm. He had to be around. He had to help support her. So maybe it is a family situation. Maybe it's not your own health situation, but hey, maybe it is those of your, of your loved ones. So, you know, there's interesting statistics out there that would say that about a third of people, 37% of retirees have had to stop working sooner than anticipated. That's put out by a Center for Retirement Research study. And I think that that's just kind of a wild number. Think about that. 37% have been somewhat nudged or forced into a retirement scenario. And now all of a sudden, that's a curveball that a lot of people didn't see coming. And we have to make sure that we can adjust for that. And what's going to be our next move? Zach, what is the first thing we need to do if this is us? We do have to retire earlier than we'd planned. Well, I, you know, you finished that sentence or that question with the word planned. And I would say this, if you haven't already started planning, that is the time that we have to really step in and take a look at things. We do have to make sure that we take a look at all the pieces of someone's puzzle at that point and then make some decisions going forward. Maybe we do need to adjust lifestyle. Maybe we do need to find another, you know, employment scenario. Maybe we do need to start an income cash flow coming from the investments that we have. So what I would say is, is that if someone's been working with someone for some period of time, hopefully they've started to make those plans. If they haven't, those are the times that you need to make sure to step in and figure out you know, where you are going to get the income. What is the plan of attack? Do we need to make some changes? And we've done that from time to time, whether that is a scenario of saying, okay, let's retool the investments and let's build them in a way that's going to give us the cash flow that we need. Maybe let's go ahead and downsize the house. We were thinking about doing that in a few years anyway. Maybe we have to change minor things about our lifestyle and maybe we need to continue to search or maybe just kind of create an income bridge till we can get that search done for the next job. And I would say that we've put together a really neat report that is kind of based around bridging that income because, you know, when it comes to living, you know, the first thing that you need to consider is how am I going to pay these bills? Where am I going to get the income that I need? Do that calculation, figure out what your shortfall might be. And, and of course, that needs to be done whether you're being forced into retirement or whether you're just at that point where you're starting to think about retirement. We've put together a complimentary report that's all based around income and how to do that. And it's really simple. All you have to do is text the word income to 815-918-4185. You can do that right now and get your complimentary report. There's no catch. There's no cost. 
hey, there's no obligation. We just want to try to get you as much information as what we possibly can when it comes to building that income stream for retirement, because that's the first box that you need to check. So text the word income to 815-918-4185. Again, text income to 815-918-4185. 815-918-4185. We're talking today with Zach Gray. He is with Wall Street Financial Group, and this is Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. Let's talk a little bit about our options for creating income in retirement, because Zach, this is the big challenge for a lot of people who are preparing to retire. What are some of the ways we can make sure the income will continue? Well, yeah, you're right. Income is the outcome that we're after. And that's a little saying that we throw around here in the office, but I think it's important for folks to understand that maybe it's no longer about chasing returns. Maybe it's no longer about building the nest egg. Maybe it's about just making sure that we get the income that we desire from the nest egg. And so the first thing that I would say, and really the first thing that we talk about with our financial roadmap process is gathering information from a from a real 30,000 foot view of saying, okay, what are all the pieces of the puzzle here? Now, how do they fit together? And that process is built around four pillars. It's built around an income plan. It's built around an investment plan. It's built around a tax plan and tax strategy. And finally, somewhat of a longevity slash estate plan is kind of where we kind of catch, you know, that end of life talk is that fourth pillar. Pillar one though, it's income. Where are we going to get the money? And sometimes that does come back to well, what type of investments do we have? There's a lot of different options that exist out there when it comes to income. So I have an example of a gentleman I just visited with yesterday. And I said, Michael, what I would suggest is potentially taking your portfolio, putting it into more of an income driven type of investment, which what I'm after there, Jen, is I'm looking for maybe I can get the dividend growth. Maybe I can get a, a, you know, a sleeve of investments put together that's just going to give the cash flow that Michael and Penny need throughout their retirement years. Now, they want their accounts to grow, of course, but I'm after the fact to say, even if I just said status quo, even if I just really didn't lose anything on the investment picture, maybe I can generate enough income just from the interest and dividends alone. And that is something that I think is very possible for them. Now, there's a few other couples that are on the back of my mind. Janet, she's coming into you know, the office here sometime soon in this next week, I believe, and I was preparing for her. It's more of an annuity play. And I think that annuities can be good. I think they can be maybe not so good, but in her particular case, it makes a ton of sense. She's retiring early. She wants to guarantee that income for herself. And we can even build it to the point where there's installment refund. Because I think sometimes people hear the word annuity and they sometimes run for the door do understand that it doesn't have to be a scenario where you know you lose all of the dollars that go into it if you pass away. In her case, we're going to make sure that it's an installment refund. So all that money is either used up or it's left to her beneficiaries. And hey, if she outlives how much money went into it, well, of course, it's going to continue to pay her in a guaranteed way. So there's a few examples of just some different ways you can create income from your retirement picture. Everyone's unique. Don't ever jump into something that's just a cookie cutter type of approach, but do understand, hey, there is some ways that we can do some income generation better than others. And that is something that's very, very serious for someone to take a, you know, a look at in the point of retirement. Zach, let's talk a little bit about Social Security benefits. Is there a way to maximize those so we make sure we, we are getting the most out of them? 
So I answered your first question by just talking about investments. And I'm glad that you just led with this question, Jen, because, you know, Social Security continues to be a hot topic. You know, I've been involved in this business for, you know, over a dozen years now. And that conversation about Social Security is always one of saying, you know, how do I optimize? How do I maximize my Social Security benefit? Now, what I will say about that is, is that if we had the crystal ball and we knew when we were going to pass away, well, without question, you know, we would understand when we should take Social Security. I will tell you that I don't have that crystal ball. And Jen, I, I don't know if you do, but I, uh, I don't think I do. <laughs> no crystal balls. Okay. Well, I don't think any of my clients do either. And, and I wouldn't want one of those crystal balls. But what I will say is that that would be the right answer. After that, our planning process, our financial roadmap is built around the fact of saying, here's all of the pieces of the puzzle. Here's when we want to retire. If you're married, this is how your spouse's picture looks. And we cross check that four different ways when we figure out someone's social security. So don't take that lightly. I know we're coming to the end of this segment, but for those of you listening, don't take it lightly. You know, social security is just like a pension. You got to squeeze as much out of it as possible. You're only going to get it while you're here on earth. So let's make sure that we get every penny that you deserve you know, and we've actually put together a really neat report on that, you know, because deciding when to take Social Security, it's, it's a very important decision. You want to make sure that you get that right. You can't go back in time and, and kind of have a redo there. We put together a complimentary report that says, you know, maybe that decision needs to think about the who and the how, you know, maybe the what and the when. And, and it's a really nice report that's completely complimentary. All you have to do is text the word security to 815-918-4185. I mean, you spent decades paying into this. Let's make sure you get out what you, what you need and, and what you want. And let's make sure we maximize what comes out of it. Text the word security to 815-918-4185. That's security to 815-918-4185. The idea of planning for the possibility of a 30 or 40 year retirement can feel completely overwhelming, but with the right help, it doesn't have to be that way. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Stay with us. When was the last time you set an alarm clock for Saturday morning? Ah, Saturday. But wait, in two days, it'll be Monday. Your alarm goes off and it's back to the grind. What if every day could feel like a Saturday? Retirement can feel like that, but you should start making plans today. Zach Gray and the team at Wall Street Financial Group are your everyday can be Saturday retirement professionals. They can help you make plans to have the income you need to retire and stay retired. Imagine waking up every morning without an alarm. Is it Saturday? It sure feels like Saturday. If that's the kind of retirement you want, call your everyday can be Saturday advisor, Zach Gray, right now at 815-918-4185. He'll help you put together a retirement roadmap so you can have that Saturday feeling every day of the week. Call 815-918-4185. That's 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC.
Thanks for joining us today. This is Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I am Jen Rezac, happy to be here alongside the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. Zach Gray is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. He's been helping families in East Central Illinois plan for retirement for more than 12 years now. Zach, as we said earlier, we don't have a way to predict the future. We don't have a working crystal ball. But experience can help give us an idea of what kind of things we can plan for down the road. Let's say you buy a house. You knew when you bought it that the roof would need repairs in about 10 years. So so you start planning for that expense. Or with, with you and I, Zach, you just had twins not too long ago. I have children. We know that someday we're going to need to pay for college and weddings and all these things. We can start thinking about this down the road. But how do we get ready for some of those big expenses in retirement if we've never done this before and we don't really know what to expect? Yeah, that's a tough question. And I do think that what you just said is very pertinent. Um, You know, as you think about the fact that, you know, you're planning for college a little quicker than I, (laughs) Yeah, I'll have four of them uh, in college at the same time, which is a little little scary. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But I think as we think about that, I think the first step we have to take is becoming a reality of what we want to do. And at that point in time, start the savings or start the planning for that expense. And I'm just picking on college for those going into retirement. Maybe it is back to the point of saying, you know, I know that I'm going to need this expense because the air conditioner and the heating unit has just been, it's been on the fritz for the last couple of years. So I know that this is coming down the line. And let's just be honest with ourselves, Jen, you probably need maybe a new car throughout your retirement years as well, right? I mean, you're going to need to upgrade at a certain point, especially if you're going to be retired for, you know, a couple decades, if not longer. So I think that what I would say to that is, is, you know, try to get yourself prepared for those big expenses by doing that same planning. You and I just talked about college. I think that folks need to start to think about that when it comes to retirement and they need to make sure that they're at least honest with themselves as they look at retirement of how they're going to pay for those things. I mean, in retirement, you know, you need to start to probably look at, you know, what am I going to do about any excess cost? You know, do I have a second home? You know, am I going to be helping with student loans with my my kids or maybe my grandkids? I mean, is there any other, you know, expensive, you know, indulgences like a luxury car or, you know, maybe a timeshare, those sorts of things? That's not necessarily a problem, but it is one of those things to say, do I really need that? And if so, what's the plan for that? I mean, you'll read a lot of literature out there. There's one article that was just released. It said, hey, there are three expenses to avoid in retirement. And they really do come back to saying, you know, do we need these extra expenses? If you've got the cash flow to do it, if you've built it as a part of your plan, go for it. It's your money. You, you do as you please. But just please make sure that you're honest with yourself and you remember all those excess costs that maybe come along with buying the luxury car. You have to pay the luxury insurance, right, for mm-hmm. it. And I think that as we start to think about those things, let's not lose sight because, you know, in retirement, you know, we probably don't want to have a ton of do-overs, right? We don't want to have a you know, kind of a redo scenario. We don't want to have to go back to work or at least be forced back to work. So let's just be honest with ourselves about what those expenses are. I know we've never been down this road before, but nonetheless, we need to start to adapt and we need to start to plan the best we can. 
What's the first step pre-retirees should take so they are not caught off guard by some of these unexpected costs? How can we start to be proactive right now? Well, I think the first thing that folks have to do is start to budget. And I often share this with a group. I, I actually have an event here in just a day or so. And, you know, when I go into those college courses that I teach, you know, I tell folks, hey, there's a lot of X's and O's that goes along with retirement planning. It can be very confusing trying to figure out how to time things the right way and build things the right way. And there's one question that everyone needs to ask. And I find that most people don't. And that is how much money is it going to take for you to be happy in retirement? And though some people even give it their best guess, even do take a lot of time, maybe after we visit with them to figure out, okay, this is really what I think I need to have maybe net after taxes. Sometimes we still struggle for that. I mean, we have one client, you know, John, he's a great client. He's just about to the point of retirement. And, you know, we started at 7,000 a month. He needed 7,000 a month to be happy. And all of a sudden, within about a month or two to retirement, they reworked the numbers. They need probably closer to 10,000 a month. And we're having to change some things. We're having to kind of rebuild a few things to make sure that we can support that throughout his retirement and his wife's retirement. Now, luckily for them, they've put that money away. But one conversation that I've had with them to tie back to your question is what are those unexpected things? I mean, do you think that you're going to maybe want to spoil grandkids someday? I know you don't have any yet, John, but what do you think? Are you going to want to maybe do some family trips, maybe, a, you know, some big Disney, you know, world trips, you know, every maybe five years or so with the entire family? Is that something that maybe should be on your radar? How about the roof on the house? Jen, you brought that up as we started this segment. Mm -hmm. When's that going to need updated? How about the cars? You know, I mean, all these things start to add up to Hey, boy, I haven't thought about that. So what I would say is, is that first off, answer the question honestly about what type of budget it takes. And I'll tell you that that's sometimes not an answer that we, we love. My wife and I do that from time to time, Jen, you know, as we say, okay, this is exactly what it's going to take. And we try to be as honest as we can. We all know life can throw some curveballs along the way too. So, you know, we have to kind of start to build in maybe a little bit of a buffer. And that's what I would tell folks. Be very honest about your budget. How much money is it going to take for you to be happy? And then let's start to be a little bit more forward thinking. What about the roof? What about travel? What about grandkids? All of those things are extremely important as you start to think about retirement income. And, you know, that's kind of almost a checklist, if you will, in my mind. You know, it doesn't matter if, you know, we're shopping for groceries. You know, my wife will make sure that I've got a checklist that I can check it off. Or when I'm traveling, I tell you what, I've got the kind of this mentality of I got to check off all these items. I think checklists are a good way to even think about your budget in retirement and make sure that you have a checklist for those unexpected or those extras as you go throughout retirement. We've actually put together a retirement income checklist that I'd love to give to you. All you have to do is text the word checklist to 815-918-4185. This is a retirement income checklist. It's kind of like your, your GPS, if you will for your retirement years. It's saying, hey, this is something that we need to be thinking about. And my team here at Wall Street Financial Group has helped hundreds of families plan for their retirement by making sure that we check these off, off the list. So get that complimentary report. All you got to do is text the word checklist to 815-918-4185. Again, text checklist to 815-918-4185. Healthcare certainly is a big cost. It's something we need to to keep in mind, and it's something we might need some help with. It's hard to just go about 
building up enough savings to deal with this, what are some things we should think about when finding someone who can help us create a strategy for retirement, especially if we want some guidance on how to tackle health care costs and long-term care down the road? Well, I think the first thing is, is that not all advisors are created equal. Um, obviously, I'm extremely biased with my team. I love my team. They're, they do an excellent job, and, and I really pride the work that we do here at Wall Street Financial Group. But I will tell folks is, is that you, know, you need to make sure that you're working with someone that is going to help you through retirement. I, I tend to see this business as two-sided, one of which is more of an accumulation specialist. Maybe they are helping you save over time. They're helping you grow those assets over time. You're chasing returns in that scenario. And as I mentioned earlier, in retirement, I think it becomes much more of a distribution strategy. Income is what we're after in our retirement years. And I think that that's very important for folks to understand as they go forward. They want to work with someone that can help distribute the money the right way, can get as much out of it as humanly possible, and make sure that you're working with someone that you feel comfortable with, that's very transparent. And in my opinion, I just did a television segment on uh, CBS that was based around the fact of being a fiduciary. I'm very proud to kind of carry that title. I'm very proud that the rest of the advisors on my team carry that title. And we've actually put together a little report. If you want a little bit more feedback on, hey, you know, is my current financial advisor the right fit? Um, if you don't have one, maybe it gives you some, some ammo, if you will, some questions to make sure that you ask the person that you sit down with that you're thinking about working with. And as you start to look at all of these important questions, as you kind of interview that person, I think it's important to understand, are they the right advisor for you throughout your retirement years? And you make sure to ask those questions as you're hiring that individual or making sure that they're just the right fit. Even if it's someone that's been the right fit for years, you know, we've been fortunate to bring a lot of people into our, our Wall Street family just because they said, you know, they've helped for quite some time. But now I, I think that we need probably to change gears here a little bit. And that complimentary guide will give you a lot of questions like, you know, how do you get paid? When did you start in the business? You know, is there any other costs or fees that there might be? Do you have any other designations? Are you a fiduciary? You know, and it'll talk a little bit about the meaning of that. So get that complimentary guide. Make sure that you're working with the right person. And all you have to do to get that guide is text the word questions to 815-918-4185. That's 815-918-4185. That's a guide you're going to want to read before your next visit with a financial advisor. So text the word questions to 815-918-4185. Questions to 815-918-4185. Do what you love and you'll never work a day. Is that you? Well, why would you ever want to retire? We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Stay with us. will be your ally in your retirement years. You've heard Zach Gray share important information about making plans for your retirement. Zach and his team at Wall Street Financial Group know that in retirement, it's about more than just the money. It's about your total financial health. There are many financial advisors to choose from, but how many of them take a holistic approach to retirement planning? Zach Gray and the Wall Street Financial Group team have helped hundreds of people plan for retirement. They want to be your ally for the rest of your life. No more guessing with Wall Street Financial Group. You'll have a plan and an advisor throughout your retirement years. Call Wall Street Financial Group today at 815-918-4185 and make an appointment to start planning for your retirement. That number again, 815-918-4185. Call right now. You deserve to have that ally in retirement that you need. Call now at 
1-800-227-8585. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today. This is Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I'm Jen Rezac alongside Zach Gray. He is the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. He's an investment advisor, representative, and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. WallStreetFinancialGroup.org is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. We've all heard the saying, do what you love and you'll never work a day. If that's you, why would you ever want to retire? Zach, there are some people who have that mindset. Do you ever see clients who don't make it a priority to save as much because they love what they do? They don't ever plan to retire. What do you say to those folks? We do, right? So there's a lot of folks that say, you know, but wait, Zach, I I don't want to retire. I don't plan on retirement. Maybe I'm going to slow down a little bit, but I'm not going to retire. I drive myself nuts. Or if they're married, I'm going to, you know, drive my spouse, you know, out of their mind. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, sometimes we have a chuckle about that, but it is important to share that with your financial advisor. And, you know, maybe they don't save quite as much because that's their plan. Now, what I would say with that is, is that their plan needs to be based around what we project for income. But we also have to be honest in saying, will that come forever? You know, let's assume that everything goes right and the market and the economy are doing well and your skills are still intact and you're really happy with where you're at in life. And at that point, you know, you start to make some career decisions, you know, how do you want this to play out? And I can think of a few clients on the top of my mind where they've had, they've changed things for a lot of different reasons. You know, for example, David is one that comes to mind. And he said, Zach, I'm never going to retire. They're paying me way too well for something I enjoy to do. Why would I ever stop? And at our last meeting, he said, Zach, you know what? I know that I said I was never going to stop working, but the more traveling that I've done with my wife and the more that we've taken some time and and kind of spoiled the family a bit, you know what? I'm going to retire. And and not only am I going to retire, I'm going to retire in April. So, you know, let me know what we need to do. Hmm. And our original plan was, you know, David working for another decade and he had a very healthy income. So I think it's important for folks to be honest with themselves. Now, in his particular case, I think it was an easy decision. He had done a great job saving. And so he wasn't too concerned about it. But I can think of another couple that says, you know what, I'm going to work until I'm, I, I'm, I'm done living because this is what I'm passionate about. And in that particular client's a doctor, he loves helping people. And it's, it's an awesome thing to watch. It's, it's a great conversation to have with him and his wife. They're so passionate about helping folks, you know, that it pushes me to be a better business owner and and a better person, you know, as I help folks, it's just inspiring. But what I will say is, is that shortly after working with them, he had a bit of a health scare. They went out to a, a home they have in Pennsylvania. He ends up having you know, some, some issues health-wise, thankfully not massive, but there was a point there where all of a sudden things got really scary for a moment. They didn't have all the details. And at that point in time, you know, he said, I sure hope I can go back to work. You know, mm-hmm. so we don't have, once again, that crystal ball we were joking around about earlier on exactly when we're going to be able to shut the engines down. And even if we do think that we're going to work for some time, what I do find from working with retirees for, like say, well over a decade now, you're in a scenario that yeah, even if you tell yourself, this is what I'm going to do, typically what I see is, is that people either slow down naturally or they just get to a point where maybe it's a, a healthcare occurrence, maybe it's a family occurrence, 
you know, maybe it's, it's just, you know what, I'm burnt out type of an occurrence, but they do make that decision to retire. So you can build your plan around it. But I think also at the same point, we need to start to plan for what if I don't work forever? And if, what if I'm not around forever, especially back to a point, if you have a spouse. So all those questions are something that someone really needs to digest. And that's something that we like to step folks through as we build that plan. Where's that income going to come from? Well, it might come from working, but when's that going to stop? Zach, whether someone is retired or not, what are some important age milestones they need to keep in mind during these later years to make sure we are following the rules when it comes to taking money from our accounts and making sure that we are making financial decisions at the right time? Well, the first one that jumps out at me is the age of 70. Because as you think about that number, there's a few things that happen there. First off, your Social Security is not going to roll up any further than that. We have stumbled onto one or two people that did not fully realize that, you know what, they should be taking their Social Security check at the age of 70 because it's not going to get any better. Now, they will have to pay some penalties, you know, as far as provisional income. It's not a penalty. It's basically a tax, if you will. Uh, So I should have reworded that. But what I will say about it is, is, hey, it's money that's not going to get any bigger. So let's go ahead and get it. So keep in mind your full retirement age. I guess back that bus up. Social security wise, keep in mind the age of 65, because that'll allow you to get to Medicare. Then keep in mind, what is your full retirement age when it comes to social security? For most of those you know, listening, it's probably somewhere between 66 and 67 if they haven't already taken social security. And then keep in mind the age of 70. And also keeping in mind with 70, you need to keep in mind that 70 and a half, you're going to have to start your required minimum distributions. Now, if it's still in a group plan, like a 401k, there's a chance that you might not need to take those distributions while still working. But if it's outside of that plan or if it's in an old 401k, there's a good chance that you're going to have to. So you're going to be forced to take those distributions. And sometimes that adjusts people's thoughts. But I would say that, you know, that that retirement red zone kind of gets to, to play for those years that are getting close to retirement or into retirement. And some big ones would be 65 with Medicare, your full retirement age, which is likely a few years later. And then finally, 70, you know, Social Security is not going to get any bigger. And by the way, at 70 and a half, you're going to have to start to take those distributions. And there's a lot of issues and there's a lot of timelines in retirement. You know, and in retirement, there really isn't a next time. You want to make sure you get it right. There's not going to be any redos, or at least we don't want to have many of those, but there is a lot of obstacles. So we put together a really neat report that's based around some of those timelines. It's based around some of those obstacles and it's free. All you have to do is text the word retirement to 815-918-4185. That's retirement to 815-918-4185. It's a complimentary report. It's just, you know, something we'd like to give from us to you. Get that report today. Text retirement to 815-918-4185. Talking today with Zach Gray. He is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. He is the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. Zach, how often do people retire from their career, but they plan to work in in some capacity in retirement, maybe a job related to one of their hobbies or something they love to do? Do you see more and more people taking that route with their retirement? Yeah, we do. Uh, I have a story that kind of pops to mind. We recently did a client event. We we love our clients like family, and we just did one at a, a local orchard of all things. And uh, Sierra put that together for us. The clients had a great time, and 
one of the clients that came down is Ed. And I said, Ed, how you like in retirement? Because I know he's recently into retirement within the last, definitely in the last year, I think, honestly, probably about six to eight months back. I'd have to look at my notes specifically. And he said, you know, Zach, I'm liking it. And I could tell just by the look on his face that, you know, something seemed a little off. I hmm. said, are you good? You, you know, you, what are you doing? What are you keeping yourself busy with? He said, well, honestly, Zach, that's probably the problem. You know, I, I don't have a ton of hobbies. You know, before it was, it was work and family. And, you know, I just didn't do a lot of things. I didn't go, you know, spend any extra time or money with, with golf because it seemed like the kids always had something after school or even on the weekends. And so I didn't worry about that. And, you know, just time, you know, got away from me and I never really kind of picked up on anything that was more this hobby or something I like to spend time doing. So I just, you know, continued to work and spend time with family the best I could, even though my kids were grown. And now I'm at the point of retirement and I don't even know what I want to do every day. He says, what I've had to find out is what do I want to do for the next day? What is my, my goal for the next day? And I need to make sure to write that down the night before. And then I need to chase that the next day because I need something to do. I need something to occupy my time. I need something to keep me sharp mentally. He said, Zach, I've actually honestly applied for two different jobs. And I said, wow. I mean, it, it, it was somewhat surprising, but I think back to even my family scenario, my grandfather on my dad's side, you know, we joke around, though it'd be, I think, kind of a serious comment that he'll work until the day he passes away. Just because, you know, he's, he's now widowed. Uh, he doesn't have a whole lot else to do. You know, he, he built a nice business and there's a lot of different things that keep his mind sharp and keep him busy. And that's what he enjoys doing. It's not a, it's not a have to, it's a want to. So back to your question about kind of those passions or hobbies, I think it is important for folks to figure out what they want to do in retirement. I'll, I'll leave you with this, Jen, as you start to think about the number 2,500, 2,500, I lead one of my talks that I do with that particular number. I put it up on the screen and I say, hey, folks, you know, I'm Zach Gray and I'm here to talk to you a little bit tonight about retirement, but I'm going to lead with this number. What do you think this number has to do with your retirement? What do you think it has to do with, you know, kind of time spent? It's a bit of a tip. So what do you think that number might be, Jen? What do you think it represents? Hmm. Gosh, I'm not sure. Well, if you do some math, you can start to understand that, you know, maybe you work somewhere around 50 weeks out of the year. Mm -hmm. Maybe you put in 40 to 50 hours a week. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, somewhere around 2,000 to 2,500 hours is how much time we spend working, you know, throughout a year. And maybe for some, it's less and maybe for some, it's more. What are you going to do to fill that time? And so I would- <laughs> It's a lot you know, of time. Really, yeah, it's a lot of time. And, and it's one of those things that I think everyone needs to think about every day, Saturday in retirement. Hmm. So let's make sure that we're getting the most out of it. So be thinking about that when it comes to retirement. And it's one of the first things that we really talk about as we look at someone's retirement picture is, okay, what are you going to do with that? It's one of the things that we visit about, you know, as we get to know somebody. And, and if you do want to visit a little bit, if you do find a lot of what we've talked about intriguing, if you want to start to figure out, you know, do I need to continue to work? You know, should I continue to work? What can I do to get the most of these cash flows? Hey, pick up the phone and, you know, give us a call or a text. 815-918-4185 is our number that you can reach us at. All you have to do is either leave us a very short message if you're going to give us a call, or you can text the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. Once again, text the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. 
And I'd love to sit down with you and really start to strategize all these things that we've been talking about, but really see, hey, what do you want out of your retirement years? And hey, what's the best way for us to get there? So text the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. Are you committing any of the seven deadly sins of retirement? We'll find out on the other side of the break. Stay with us. This is Journey Through Retirement with Zach Ray. We'll be back. When was the last time you set an alarm clock for Saturday morning? Ah, Saturday. But wait, in two days, it'll be Monday. Your alarm goes off and it's back to the grind. What if every day could feel like a Saturday? Retirement can feel like that, but you should start making plans today. Zach Gray and the team at Wall Street Financial Group are your everyday can be Saturday retirement professionals. They can help you make plans to have the income you need to retire and stay retired. Imagine waking up every morning without an alarm. Is it Saturday? It sure feels like Saturday. If that's the kind of retirement you want, call your everyday can be Saturday advisor, Zach Gray, right now at 815-918-4185. He'll help you put together a retirement roadmap so you can have that Saturday feeling every day of the week. Call 815-918-4185. That's 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today. This is Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I am Jen Rezac, and I'm happy to be here alongside the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. Zach Gray is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. He's been helping families in East Central Illinois with their retirement planning needs for more than 12 years now. WallStreetFinancialGroup.org is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. And in this part of the show, we're going to talk about the seven deadly sins of retirement planning. I found this opinion piece on MarketWatch.com, Zach, and it talks about baby boomers committing the seven deadly sins of retirement planning. So I wanted to get Sounds your scary. yeah, Sounds it's scary. It, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> it, it's a little it's a little intimidating here, but let me run through what's on this list. And then we'll talk about each one of these. I just want to get your take on it. But here is what this piece calls the seven deadly sins of retirement. Not saving enough or anything bad. Uh, Draining your savings too quickly. Not calculating a retirement savings goal. Underestimating health care costs. Ignoring long-term care costs. Mishandling your retirement date and not setting your affairs in order. So, those are this piece's seven deadly sins of retirement. What do you think? Is this spot on? Well, I'll tell you what, I think every one of those is important. Uh, I am a little bit surprised that, you know, that they didn't include taxes. You know, I think taxes is definitely one of those things that we can't lose sight of, especially if someone's done a good job saving. We have to be really concerned about how do we play that tax card. But I'd maybe add that to the list, but I'd say those seven, you know, they're pretty dead on. Yeah, it's a pretty solid list here. So let's start to go through these one at a time. Uh, The first two, let's talk a little, let's take this first one, not saving enough or anything. That's a pretty obvious one, I would say. I don't know if we have to spend a whole lot of time on that deadly sin of retirement, because obviously 
we need to make sure we're saving. But let's talk a little bit about draining your retirement savings and spending that down too quickly. Zach, that's that's really the idea when we talk about having an income plan. Having that plan keeps us from draining our savings too quickly, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, think real quickly on these two. You you touched on the obvious. If you don't save enough, that's not going to be a good thing. We recently had a gal come into the office. She said, Zach, I've heard you on the radio for some time. I've seen you on television. You know, I like your message. I like your story. Hey, it doesn't get any better than that, right, Jen? So we're right. excited to sit down and visit and and just maybe see if we can help in any way. And, you know, she came on in. She said, Zach, I've got about $45,000 in my 401k. And I thought, okay, well, maybe she's got a pension. Or maybe she's got some other investments. So I said, okay, what else we got? She says, well, I'm going to take social security and I'm going to take it at 62. I, I can get it at 62, right? And I said, well, sure you can. I mean, we can get it at 62. You know, you might take a little less than, than what you would if you wait waited a few years, but by all means, that's your decision. So, okay, we could plug that in. And so I kind of just kept my head down waiting to maybe write the next thing. And all of a sudden there's just kind of crickets in the room. You know, she's done talking. And I said, uh, okay. Well, if that's what we've got, you know, what does it take for us to be happy in mm-hmm. retirement? And she said, well, I, I probably need to make about the same amount of money as what I, I do now. And I said, hmm. well, first off, let me ask you how much are you expecting out of Social Security? And she said, well, I think it might be around a couple thousand dollars a month from, from my projections. So I thought, okay, well, it gives us about maybe, you know, 24, 25,000 a year. And she does have a little bit of savings. Maybe she can just live a very frugal life because we, we do visit with folks that, you know, could be happy on a couple grand a month. And there's other folks that need a couple hundred thousand a year. So I'm thinking to myself, well, let's see. And she says, well, I make about $75,000 a year. And, you know, that's about what I'm going to need to make. Now, this is an extreme example. But I will say that, you know, that was an example where I don't know that we could help that picture very much. And I simply had to, you know, say, you know, I think one of your best suggestions I have right now is to go back and and stay in the workforce, if at all possible, because you're going to need to probably build that nest egg. So I think that hits a a, it's a good story, though, a wild story that she just thought, hey, I'm going to be in good shape when clearly we hadn't planned enough or saved enough. But when you think about draining your retirement savings too quickly, this goes back to the John example that I shared with you in, in the last section. You know, just being very honest with ourselves about, you know, what is our goal for retirement? I, if I jotted them down right, Jen, I think that was your next question is, you know, what is that retirement savings goal? Right. I, I would say be thinking about what is the spending goal, right? And, and I think these two can work hand in hand. Yeah, Zach, we, we want to make sure that we are thinking about these things. The other one, on the next one on the list, the, the next two really go hand in hand, underestimating health care costs and ignoring long-term care costs. Let's talk a little bit about how often people do this. Either they they put off thinking about it, they kind of put their head in the sand, or they just have rose-colored glasses. They they don't understand just how expensive this could be. How do we get a handle on this, and how do we not commit this deadly sin of retirement planning? I think that you hit on a few things that we see from time to time. Folks just they don't want to believe that, you know, those healthcare costs are going to be quite as high as what they are. You know, as we've shared in past shows, I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars that we're going to spend on healthcare in retirement. And that does not even include 
the big misnomer of long-term care, which is your second bullet point to that. And so though those dollars might be spent in the form of a Medicare supplement, maybe as far as out of pocket, you know, or deductible expenses, and, and maybe even to the point of what they're taking for the cost of Medicare from our social security check. Nonetheless, when we're talking, you know, $300,000, I think one of those latest studies that Fidelity did was saying we were creeping in on that number. Then we're at a point where we're saying that's a big, big number. And if you start to think about the statistics of long-term care, I mean, let's just play it out. You know, if you have a 65-year-old couple, studies say that over 70% of those will need some sort of long-term care. As you think about the amount of dollars spent on long-term care, national average is well above $200 a day. That's an average. So that includes, you know, small town Danforth that I mentioned earlier, and even, you know, downtown Chicago. And as you start to think about the amount of time that they would you know, potentially need that care, you're going to read a lot of different numbers there, but you're probably going to read somewhere between as little as two years and as high as four years. I, I tend to think that it's a little towards the lower end of that. And then, hey, there's 365 days in a year. As you start to think about the fact that maybe you have a couple, and I know that we can't take, Jen, you and your husband and say, okay, 70% of you are going to need you know, long-term care, some sort of skilled care. But if you ran those numbers right. throughout, and I did this at a recent workshop that I did, that number is north of $300,000. And so as you think about that number, and hey, even think about inflation. I don't know about you, Jen, but my healthcare has been costing me a little bit more each and every year. I mm -hmm. get a letter that says, hey, your healthcare bill is going up. I haven't gotten one yet that says it's going down, uh, sadly. So I think that it's one of those things that let's be honest with ourselves. It's the number one cost you're going to have in retirement. Long-term care can be that real, that left hook that you don't see coming. That can be that real devastating blow. So, hey, let's just, let's be very honest here about how this looks long-term. And I think that, you know, some of these things that we've been talking about, really these top retirement issues that we mentioned earlier in the show, and that report that we've put together for those obstacles about that, you know, some of these difficulties of retirement, we can help with that. I mean, the healthcare landscape is ever changing. Those healthcare costs are rising. You know, markets are a little bit volatile here as of late. Tax laws are changing. I mean, all these roadblocks, if you will, are going to be those, you know, issues you have in retirement. We can help shine the light on some of those questions. And it's really simple. All you have to do is text the word retirement to 815-918-4185. That's retirement to 815-918-4185. Zach Gray is with Wall Street Financial Group. I am Jen Rezac alongside. Let's talk about these last couple of deadly sins of retirement. One is mishandling your retirement date, so retiring at the wrong time, and not getting your affairs in order. Zach, why are these such a big deal, retiring at the wrong time? And when should we start thinking about getting our affairs in order so we aren't committing this deadly sin? Well, you know, I think that when I think about your last bullet point there, what's resonating with me is two things. When should we start to get our affairs in order in terms of planning for retirement? And even the point of saying estate planning, of course, and I think that's what they might be after here with that, that deadly sin. But let's back it up for a moment. Mishandling that retirement date. I actually just read a recent article. Susie Orman put it out. I know a lot of folks follow Susie and what she has to say. And there's a lot of things that uh, I think I'm congruent with, with her beliefs. Her last little, uh, little blurb that she put out was, you know what, if you are retiring before the age of 70, 
boy, you're probably, you know, she didn't say committing a deadly sin, but she said, you're probably making a mistake. And it was kind of a wow moment for the media to say, really, 70? I mean, we really have to work that long. And, and her point was, is that, hey, we are living longer. You have to think about longevity. You have to think about the fact that you want to try to take as much of that kind of market risk off the table, which we haven't talked a lot about in today's show, but retiring at a very high point in the market. We're recording this show at a very high point in the market, at least historically. So it is one of those things to be said is, is that she says, hey, the longer that you can keep that cash flow coming in, the less stress it's going to have on your other cash flows or your other investments. And hey, folks, we're living longer. So let's just be honest with ourselves. Maybe we need to work a little longer if we're going to live a little longer, I should say. And so I just think as you start to think about the plan, it all comes back to our financial roadmap. Have you saved enough? And if you have, fine. You know, we have some clients that retire at 50, but we also have a lot of other clients that have made a decision that they can't retire until maybe their mid 70s. So I think that you just have to be very honest about what have you saved? How have you done? And what is the game plan? And finally, I guess back to that affairs in order, I think that there's two things that go hand in hand there. Have you done the planning that you need to do to make sure that your retirement is correct? And at the same point, as you start to think about maybe later in retirement, as I, as I think about affairs, let's not watch the kids fight it out. I've, I've heard a lot of folks say, hey, you know what? They'll hash it out. They'll figure it out. No, they won't. Probably there's a chance that someone's going to be very upset. You don't want to leave your family in a scenario that says, you know, here now all of a sudden, you know, we've, we've got the kids fighting and, and that just doesn't play out well for anyone. So as you think about those final sins, if you will, I think they're very important. And the last one that I'll leave everyone with is taxes. We're not going to have a lot of time to dive in deep here, though I think we will on, on the next show. So make sure you tune on in because I think taxes is one of those things that's kind of that, that silent assassin, if you will, to someone's retirement. You know, they think about how much have I saved? And the question is, is how much will you get to keep? And so as a little prelude to that next show, I would tell you that you can text the word tax to 815-918-4185. Get a complimentary report that talks about taxes and your retirement, really how to squeeze some more dollars out of what you've saved. So text the word tax to 815-918-4185. One more time, text tax to 815-918-4185. 815-918-4185. Zach Gray is with Wall Street Financial Group. I am Jen Rezac alongside. You've been listening to Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. We're so glad you spent some time with us here today. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you again next time. Have a great week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Wall Street Financial Group, Inc. and AE Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Wall Street Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, 
but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Wall Street Financial Group. This radio show is a paid placement.